Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to living your juiciest life ever. A place where we have solo casts with tips to inspire you, to fire you up, to make, create a juicier life, and where we have amazing conversations with women that have gone from self-loathing to self-love, from selfless to self-full, from somewhere else to that juicy place of putting their own oxygen mask on first. And they're here to share and to inspire with their stories of challenges and triumphs. And they come from all kinds of different backgrounds and businesses and entrepreneurship and authors, all kinds of people from everywhere. So welcome to the show today. And I am very excited to introduce our guest for the for today and you're gonna love it because there's some real juicy from the from the goosey of the body you're going to find out <laughs> we have ms chantal carter that has joined us today and she is an entrepreneur that's worked in the fascist fashion 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 industry <laughs> for over 20 years as a stylist an image consultant, and a magazine style director. Chantal's passion to uplift women of color through fashion caused her to develop a diverse skin tone intimates line called Love and Nudes. This brand is more than just fashion. It's a social movement, connecting women and celebrating the beauty of difference and uniqueness. She believes apparel and cosmetics should be accessible to all in a matter that allows them to celebrate their skin tone and personal style. So welcome today, Chantal, to the show. I'm very grateful and thankful that you made the time to be here with us today, and I'm excited for our conversation. Thank you for having me, Kate. I'm <laughs> just as honored to be here and that you asked. It's awesome, really. Yes, it is. And we get to talk about oh, actually a whole bunch of things because we're also talking about how we feel about our bodies. And Juicy comes in all aspects of who it is that we are. And so you are celebrating something that was ignored for a long time because it was just kind of middle of the road intimates that were available and now you've created this amazing line and I'm asking for my skin tone because I don't <laughs> want to be left out. So how do you like that? <laughs> so now that you've started that side, now you can actually envelop even more to our uniqueness because we're all, what is it? It's we're 90 over 99% exactly the same. Our skin tone really is an extremely minute difference but we are the same as women on the inside. <laughs> this is very true. This is so true. We're, we're, yeah, that's what I'd like to say. We're not any different, but we are. Of course, we're all unique in, in our tones, own way. But own I'm, way, I'm talking but about the, yeah. Yeah, we all want the same things to be <laughs> seen, heard for who we are. I think I'll go with that. And that's what's the same for-, for yeah. I was talking about from the DNA structure. Yeah. I was talking about the deepest structure, not the worldview and all of those things. 
Okay. And, I, and I'm bringing that in because that's the way I, I see everything from the inside out. So it was from just a, another, another aspect of, of seeing. Well, it's pretty cool because it's like, I, I love learning people's thoughts, how they think as well, because I learned that too. So you talking about, because I thought you were talking about, I didn't think you were talking about DNA per se, but that's really interesting how we're only 1% really different different on the inside yeah. cool and i learned that from someone that was speaking at an event that has written some books that is a person of color as well and so Super he cool. said he we are all the same except mm-hmm. for this tiny tiny little thing and we've made it this really big thing yeah and we need to just come back and say hey we are all one we are. And I know it sounds kumbaya-ish, but it's not. Like, no. there's, even with some cliches, there's, there's, there's truths to some, some of it. So, you know, it's looking at that on a deeper level. Yeah. We do need to come together. Like, we're making, we're causing confusion for nothing. <laughs> and alienation and divin. Yes. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But yes. we're not going to talk politics today. <laughs> No, that's like, that would be to go on for, yeah, it's just too much. Different conversation. We're going to talk about yeah. Chantel living her juicy life and making this amazing product and your journey and all kinds of cool things. So let's actually start with why you started Love and News. Why don't you fill the listeners in a bit about that and, uh, Tell us more about that. Okay. Um, yes, I can do that. I'm excited to do that. Okay. Um, I, I started loving dudes because um, I was very entrenched in fashion. I, um, like Kate mentioned before, um, I worked in fashion. I was a wardrobe stylist. And that meant I was in charge of coming up with looks for magazine editorials and uh models on uh, photo shoots to create the the look of the story and uh, when I worked in that field I I noticed that whenever the um when dark models came in they didn't have nude undergarments and nude undergarments were required you you need that you're they're required for um like your the photo shoots and the reason it's required is because when you have something that's nude that matches your own skin tone it won't show through the your clothing whatever mm-hmm. clothing you wear so mm-hmm. your undergarments always remain discreet and seamless and because you don't know what you're going to be modeling on a shoot that's very important to to have so i saw that with the um the black uh women and the women of color you know that wasn't an option for for us so right away I saw okay so the day already starts out stressful because you don't have everything you might need and you kind of have to MacGyver something or the the dark models will probably have to wear black underneath and might work or not be might not be work they they might have to be naked it's 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 challenging and I too wanted to wear new nude under nude clothing. I wanted new shoes. I knew what it would do. 
for it made my legs look longer. It was like the perfect neutral because it was my skin tone. But the problem was that I couldn't find anything that matched my skin tone color. So I thought it was a Canadian problem. But then when I went to the US, oh my gosh, somebody is cutting something in the background, of course. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. <laughs> okay, okay, good. I'm glad you can't hear it. Yeah, so I thought it was a Canadian problem. And then uh, when I went to the US, um, to New York, I saw, okay, it's not here either. And I said, okay, if it's not in New York, it's not anywhere. <laughs> and then what I had to do is um, my pet peeve I always talk about was like, I loved lace. There was a time I really loved lace. And I wanted it to look like it was my skin underneath the lace with, with, a, with a blouse, but I could never achieve that look. I always would have to wear something that matched the actual color of the top. So let's say the lace was black, I'd have to wear a black bra. And that was it, the end. And that sometimes that look was fine. Sometimes I wanted that, but sometimes I just wanted it to look like it was my skin. And that bugged me. So I couldn't wear fashion the way I wanted to. Sometimes if I saw something in the store that I really gravitated to and saw that, oh, I'm gonna need underpinnings nude underpit pinnings it was like I can't buy wow it. that's amazing <laughs> yeah I can't buy it you know because what am I gonna wear under it it's, it's great and everything so I'd have to leave it until I got frustrated and one day I went out and I bought a white bra and a white panty and I found fabric paint that matched my skin tone color and I painted the bra and the panty and I wore it. It was hard on my skin and dry and like crusty, but I didn't care because it gave me the look that I wanted. And I was so happy to have that look. But then I said, oh my gosh, nobody should have to go through this <laughs> to have a nude bra and panty. This is crazy. Yeah. So that's how Love and Nudes was born. I, 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 it, it was an idea that I had in my head for years that I never acted on because I thought it's just, it's so simple. Why isn't there different shades of brown bras? I thought there must be something wrong. I don't know. You know what I mean? I said, the business must be stupid because it's, it's just very simple. I just want, there just needs to be a range of brown bras and nobody was doing it. And then uh, when I did research, I saw there was a petition on Facebook asking from women of color, asking bra manufacturers to make brown bras. And I said, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm on to something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's where the quest truly, it truly began. I, um, so that's what, that's what made me start it to, to answer that question, because I was very passionate. I loved fashion. I didn't love being a stylist after a while because I felt like it was just very, <clears throat> and no disrespect to stylists um, currently, but for me, it, be, it, it, it wasn't, there was something missing, <laughs> you know, it wasn't because I was like, oh, like fashion, it, it, it's, 
it was frivolous in a way for me, but it wasn't because I loved it so much or I could have been absorbing other people's thought of what fashion means and what it is. But Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wasn't satisfied with doing what I was doing anymore. And I wanted something more. And I, and I, and I felt like, I, I feel like I found, I married my love of fashion with a social mis- mission. And to me, that's just perfect. And this is, it really is. It's a huge mm-hmm. mission. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I really could feel how you felt in the stylist realm is it's like you wanted to go deeper, but you didn't feel like you had the opportunity. And with this idea that you had, you had an opportunity to touch the world at a whole new level and to touch culturally all kinds of women with color. Right. And that's huge. It's huge because I mean, in, in, uh, in wherever, whatever the, the origin of our country is, that's the skin tone that we have. And there's, and if you're feeling like a minority, you generally are feeling ignored, right? Because even, even with this, something is, I'm going to use something that has nothing to do with color, but even if you're left-handed, the world was created for right-handed people. And I'm left-handed too. So I am too. Yeah. The two, like there's my blackness and my left-handedness. So I see that too. Yes. Yes. You know, rejoice when you saw the left-handed desk in the school. It's like, woo! (laughs) Exactly. And so, yeah. So, so there's all these different ways that we can feel alienated Mm -hmm. and you created something to create a connection. You created something beautiful because it's your love of fashion that you created this deep and wonderful connection. And I'm just thinking already my head's going, it's like, who can I connect her with? I mean, I know she's got lots going on, but maybe there's some, you know, something I can do. I'm always open. Of course. And you know what? It's, 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 it's meeting great people that help you to spread your message Mm -hmm. and, and, and your mission. So I'm never too busy for that. And I love talking to people that I can share this passion with and why I'm doing what I'm, what, what I'm doing. Um, another huge thing that happened, what, that really solidified my, my why is while I was doing research, I discovered that skin bleaching is, uh, the skin bleaching is when people uh, apply creams that are dangerous. Uh, Toxic. Yeah, <clears throat> to your skin to lighten it. <clears throat> And so I discovered that skin bleaching is a $10 million industry. And this was about 10 years ago or so. And um, a lot of people do skin bleaching in um, Asia, Asia mm-hmm. and um, Africa. And of course, those people are in North America too. So it's, it's, it's here too. And that really, that really hurt and became my, my solid why. At first it was like, oh, I just want to wear fashion the way I want to. But then when I saw that, it was like, oh my gosh, I know why that's happening. In my, like, in my opinion, it's happening Mm -hmm. due to colonialism. And also because um, people of color don't see themselves represented Mm -hmm. in a positive light through media or in products. 
there's there's no products you know like made for us like specifically you know if you think about something as simple as a band-aid a band-aid is it was usually beige when I when when I grew up and that would match white skin so there was nothing like for us until they came out with like clear um that was a little bit better but something as simple as that and it's it's very prevalent in um fashion you know nude is only defined as beige and that's not the entire picture mm-hmm nude is whatever the wearer's skin tone yeah i've i it's funny because i've never thought of nude as one color i've always thought of nude as whatever your skin tone is but you see it's just not marketed that way it's marketed as Mm -hmm. beige different Mm -hmm. beige peach right like blush but not on the darker side Mm mm-hmm and when I did do, when I did my research as well, and I interviewed women of color on the street and I asked them, what does nude mean to you? 95% of them said beige, tan. Interesting. Yeah. And that made me really sad because I was yeah. like, you see, this is how marketing, <laughs> you know, marketing, um, you know, gives that message that that's the extent of it, but it, it's not. So I want to break the status quo and sh- like shake it up. A and little. you are doing that. I love that. <laughs> you are totally doing that. Thank totally you. Totally doing that. And I just yeah. want to say congratulations on that because the longer that you do it and the more that you grow, the more impact you're going to have on all kinds of pieces within that whole industry. And to me, okay, so I always see the connectedness of things. So, okay. um, So in that weaving through not just the fashion industry, but it's going to come through in all kinds of different ways, um, which is going to impact the world in a whole bunch of different ways, which is really exciting. And it doesn't mean that you're going to do all that, but the fact is, is that you've stepped into it and you're inspiring. You're now inspiring other people to go, Hey, you know what? I just got an idea. So you, you're a great exploratory entrepreneur. Oh, thank you. And, and you welcome. that's great because we're all connected in some way. And this is why. So it's, it's, it's really important for people to put their gifts out into the world because you're affecting, you're helping and inspiring someone else. Yep, absolutely. I, I think that's what we're here for. I agree. We're on the same page. (laughs) So because we're talking about the before time and we did do that and the after, like sort of the move through that you've done and the, uh, the deepening of what it is that's important to you and, and what you wanted to do in the world. um, Can you describe how you felt during a time when you were giving too much to others and neglecting yourself in the process? I know there's lots of examples, but <laughs> yeah, now that I, I, you know, the last, I don't know, two years, especially last year was pretty intense for everybody. I, I feel like I've taken my life back and I, I've given myself permission to do what I want to do, not what people expect me to do. And it's been very very liberating for me. It's been challenging because 
now that I'm a different way of being, you know, there's people who are close to you that are used to dealing with you in a certain way. There can be some pushback. So that part is never, is not never easy, but like, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I realized that putting myself last and doing what other people expected is, I believe, contributed a major contributor to my uh, depression anxiety because <laughs> it's I was just carrying around one big lie and not realizing that I wasn't being true to who I am and like what I want what I want in life I was trying to be what was acceptable or accepted and thinking that something was wrong like I was thought I was broken <laughs> I needed fixing, but it's like, I, I realized I don't, I just need to accept who I am and it's okay to be who I am and want what I want and express myself in a manner that works for me, mm-hmm. not for everybody else. And so now when you start, wait, 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 okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, there's go. one juicy thing that you said when you were, it's juicy thing. I said that naturally. I know. <laughs> It when happens said, to everybody. It happens to everybody. <laughs> I, I have to steal this one. You said you were something about being self instead of selfless, selfful. I love that. Stealing that. So I'm being selfful because it's promoted that we be selfless. It's like, well, what the fuck? Sorry, what what the hell does that mean? Selfless? Less myself? No. <laughs> I will be self-full so I can help you out and be there for you. So I can come from a full place yes. and you can benefit by my cup that runneth over. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I heard Lisa Nichols say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Motivational speaker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I cut you off before. Sorry. No, that was perfect. No, this is, that's why I call it conversations, not interviews. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. True. Which is great. I love that. And so, oh, now, now, cause we went so far that way I lost, I had a question that was right at the tip of my tongue. Um, stepping. I, I love what you shared because it's a big part of us claiming our fullness, claiming our joy, claiming our true expression, our voice in our way. And you express the feelings of not being there so well, because it's, I think that many of our listeners could identify with that because we often, I think, especially as women, we um, live our lives with a sense of what we think is expected of us. I should do this. I should do that. And so we are imprinted either by within, we're not just imprinted in our present generation, but we also have this whole learned memory, this history that gets carried along. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know why we believe what we believe. And so if we don't look at what we believe, then we can't, claim what's our truth yeah yeah and and so you've done a lot of that in the last couple of years yeah yeah well now that i look back at it i'm like that's it 
<laughs> but it, it, it's such a simple thing, but because, you know, of past trauma or hurt or what you're told you're supposed to be and what you don't want to be seen as, you you forget why you you behave the way you are behaving. That's not really who you are. You're just, I was just trying to keep it together and still try to be what somebody else I thought needed me to be. And then feeling lost. Yeah. Yeah. And feeling, yeah, lost. It's like, well, this is not working for me. It's still not working for them. So what the hell? And I needed to back the bus up and sit there and realizing that I I, I can't control everything. And, and control is an illusion. And I can't control other people's behavior and their thoughts and their feelings. All I can do is take care of myself and what I need. Mm-hmm. And it's been so much more peaceful, joyful. And I'm discovering so much more about myself, things that I've forgotten about, you know, reconnecting with nature actually connecting with nature because I wasn't really connected to it you know but it's in my blood I see it now because my father my great my grandfather was a farmer and my dad used to garden at home so now I'm really like I'm looking back at those simple things that bring me and they bring joy really it does like I actually stop and smell the flowers now it's not just a saying I stop and smell the flowers (laughs) in front of my house. Nice. <laughs> and it makes me happy. There you go. I love that. Beautiful. Beautiful. These yeah. are things that are all amazing reminders of mm-hmm. it's hello. Let's get present. Another way of getting present. Yes. So what was the defining moment when you realized what was missing? And I mean, I, I know you already shared from the business side of things, was there something also on the personal side that was kind of happening at the same time? Cause it, I mean, we're all one, right? So we impact both our business and our, and our personal lives and things like that. Um, what did it feel like when you made, so, so first when you realized what something was missing and then what did it feel like when you made the shift? Okay. So when did I realize personally and what was it like to make the shift? That was the question, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The defining one of the defining moments because we know it's I mean life is a whole bunch of defining moments isn't it yeah um it can be but I'm I, I for me it was like things started to add up you know like okay things like um my way of behaving I was hiding myself from my husband I wasn't being hiding myself from my family and I had to take a step back and realize all those little lies and uh, avoidance and ways of being was, was affecting me. And it was starting to get bigger and bigger because my relationships were no longer, they weren't cohesive. <laughs> and um, I separated from my husband and that really started me going it was before that because I separated as like there's, there's just I was just dissatisfied 
with the life and I had everything. I had the nice car, I had a nice home, I had, but it was still, it just, no. It's not the stuff that makes us happy. No, and I couldn't, have like, why am I, I, I felt guilty for not being happy, but there was still something nagging at me. There's just something not right here. And um, I saw patterns of behavior. I started to see that, that, you know, I was going around in circles with certain people, like same things kept coming up, same, same issues, different situations. And I had to start to, 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 to look at that. I, and my, my anxiety flew through the roof. I had stopped making, I used to take medication for my depression and anxiety. And I had stopped. Um, I had stopped for about eight months and then I had to get back on it. And I think if, if there was a pivotal moment, that it was that because the anxiety I felt, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I wanted to, I thought about dying. I wanted to die. The feeling that was there, I'd wake up anxious. I would go to bed anxious. There was like no peace for me. My, my body was in a constant state of like, you know, like jittery. And um, I was so scared. And I thought I was always going to feel this way. And I realized I needed help. So I had to get back onto medication to just to ease the anxiety so I could actually see and, 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 and focus on what I needed to do. And I started to work with um, a repatterning coach. Um, and I hired a business coach, business and personal coach too. And that has changed my life instead of trying to do everything on my own, because that's another thing. I thought like, oh, I got to like push through, make it work, figure it out. Like I didn't know how to ask for help because I was taught. Or what I saw is that, you know, we're strong and I, I should have shit it on myself a lot. I should be able to do certain things. But I let someone else help me. And that's where it, 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 it began. Mm-hmm. shift happened I let somebody else help me and start to question what it is I believed in and was that is that really true <laughs> and that's what started the shift so pivotal moment it like I said it started off with little moments but then the pivotal moment I'd like was where I felt like I was on death's door was the anxiety that gripped me that I had to do something about and you went out and you took action because you realized you couldn't do it by yourself and that is such a huge gift and um oftentimes I think that a lot of us feel a lot of women entrepreneurs uh they all feel that it's like who's gonna do it for me I gotta do it myself and when we finally get help it's like oh I'm not alone yeah, it's getting used to that, that, you know, there is help. Mm-hmm. There's people that want to help me. And I had to accept that. I thought I was on my own out here. <laughs> or I got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you're dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So now I, you know, I let people help me the way I want to help other people. It's like, why is it that me, I want to help other people, but I'm not letting anybody else help me and letting other people help me also feeds their soul too. But I saw myself as one big burden that was just taking up space for nothing. So I'm just working through that. It's amazing because that's a very <laughs> familiar, it's a very, very familiar pattern with women. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I don't yes. want to be a burden. I yes. I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. I can, I can, I can get this done. This done. Yeah. <laughs> without bothering anybody yeah i want to help but i don't want to let anybody help me let me see there's a stop it's kind of like when you're doing improv and acting if you use the word no you stop Mm -hmm. the improv so when you don't allow yourself to receive it doesn't allow you to give from a full place so then you're giving from an empty place and it causes anxiety it causes resentment it causes anger it causes unmet expectations and yes. then we can't figure out why we're like, it's, we're hitting this wall. It's like, oh, I have to like open the other side up so that I get the faucet and the water pouring on my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you don't even realize how it's affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So but yeah, that was it for me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Shara. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love what you, what you, what you, uh, what you wrote. And I want to hear a little more about that as uh, what, what do you see in the next level of juicy for you in your life? What's next? Where are you headed in the next one, three or five years? Well, <laughs> I kind of have, I have a new vision for my life that I'm totally excited about. And actually, I think maybe even hearing it, from you kind of help to fuel that too. I envision spending my life um, with more travel, integrating travel in my life to get inspiration for new products and new products that will fit into people's lifestyles. So that's my way of helping as well and connecting with people and different places, different cultures, and seeing what it's like for them. Maybe like, kind of like an Anthony Bourdain of fashion. I was thinking about that. So I, I actually want you to paint a little bit of a picture of that. So he's, so he's like, he's going and he's traveling the world and he's sampling all this food. So yeah. you want to travel the world and sample and- all this fashion. Yes, sample all this fashion, the food, like what's going on? What are the issues? What? How are they living? What are the people really thinking there? What's it like for them? And how can I contribute to their needs and helping to fulfill their needs or dreams or our goals? Yeah, I, I that's what I that's what I, I I want I want to see myself doing. And yeah, just connecting globally with um, with different people, and uh, yeah, traveling to do that, and living a a life that like that's healthy and 
eating the foods that I want to eat that will nourish me and help fill my cup up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Got and it. Yeah. being healthy so I can serve it, but enjoying the journey of being healthy, not being like, oh gosh, I got to get up and, <laughs> and run 5k. I want to be able to, okay. Yeah. I'm motivated. This is feeding me. This is feeding, this is feeding me. me. This is preparing me to receive. Exactly. <laughs> And I know it's not going to be perfect every day, but just that's my vision, you know, and having the time to take care of myself and enjoy life so I can take care of other people and do what I need to do for, for my business and and my life. Right. Absolutely. So, so stepping up your self-care, stepping up your oxygen mask and, uh, and being able to reach and touch more people's lives. Yeah. So now is a perfect time because it's such a good foray into, and that is, is that if you, what do you, if you could share a personal habit or a daily action that you take that helps you to contribute to your success, your growth, your inner peace, your joy, that would be great. So it's something that the listeners may, may use to, propel themselves forward? Okay. Well, every day, um, first of all, I have a habit tracker. So uh, for instance, in my journal, I'll, I'll show you, but for people who are just listening, I have something uh, like a habit tracker. Okay. I write it down in pink because it, pink is pretty and it gets me excited. And I write down all the habits that I want to have that will help me move forward, like being grateful, um, exercising. And, and I, I track that every day. Did I do that? And another big thing I do is I have something that I got from my, I learned from my coach. It's called the Sacred Seven. And it's, no, I will have to hear about that. <laughs> it's seven questions that I respond to every day, every morning before I start anything. Okay. And some of those questions are like, what do I need to forgive forget from yesterday? What do I, what, what do I need to forgive from oh. yesterday? Yeah. When, what, what didn't like, what did I, what did I say I was going to do and didn't do? So in, it and those questions are, are, are so key to me it, because it, it practices forgiveness forgiving myself for, because I'm still human and I will still, I still might not have been able to get a task done. And it also drills into, well, well, why didn't you do that? And it's like, you know what, maybe I overscheduled myself. And I, like, I see that instead of beating myself up for not finishing it and then just saying or making myself depressed that I didn't do everything I said I was going to do. It's like, you know what, maybe I'm overscheduling myself. And that's something I have to look at. Mm-hmm. It just a different perspective. It gives me a chance to, to forgive and move on anything that I did that I didn't like or anything that I said I was going to do and I didn't do. And um, it motivates me to show up for the day the way I want to show up. Because mm-hmm. one of is like how are you showing up today how will you show up today so is that one of your questions so how are you yes how will you show up today okay yeah how will you show up today what do you need to forgive from yesterday 
Did you do what you said you were going to do? If not, why? Why not? And what negative outcomes do you want to, um, do you need to be aware of? And a lot of the time for me, what I write is uh, self-criticism and judgment, fear, you know? So it keeps that top of mind. Okay, is this a sphere thing? Is that why, what's going on? And, oh, you catch yourself. Oh, I'm criticizing myself. No, can't do that. That doesn't work. So it keeps those things top of mind and, and an awareness happening, forgiveness. And I feel like that's crucial. I, I've been doing that for almost a year now. And that really, it's, it's helped me go stronger, more confident, and help to, to keep me going. So I'm not beating myself, like wasting energy, beating myself up for stuff. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Seven magic questions. Yes. So if someone wanted those questions, where would mm-hmm. they go find them? With my coach. I got them from, I, I, I got them from him, but I can definitely share them because it's, it's not something that I have anywhere. It's just something that I, I have and I do like every day, but I can definitely share the questions. Sure. If you want to do that. Yeah, I can. Do I think that. that they're powerful. And because everybody, um, every, all of the, the guests, they always bring a, a habit and you've got actually a very systematic tool that could mm-hmm. be very helpful. Right. So if, if mm-hmm. you just, even an abbreviated question, it's like, did I do what I said I was going to do? Why, uh, why or why? So yes or no, why not? Um, what do you need to forgive or forget from yesterday? Mm-hmm. Love that. That's beautiful. Because again, we have to let go before we can receive more as well. Right. So letting mm-hmm. go of what, what's in the past and how will you show up today? Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause then you can yeah. you, you're writing and you're creating your day. Exactly. Instead of letting, Oh, whatever happened. Yeah. Because you wrote it. You thought about it. How do I want to show up? So the so biggest, so, so what I, what I, what I'm taking away, I'm just going to encapsulate it. And then if you want to share the questions, I can, um, I can put them in an abbreviated format in your uh, description of your, of our podcast together. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. But and, if it would help your audience. Sure. Yeah. I think so. I think it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So taking the time to self-reflect asking yourself specific questions, being grateful and thinking about what it is you believe and why you believe it. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's beautiful. This. And, and, and it's not about, it's, 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 yeah. And it's non, it's not about judging yourself at all. Cause like, I used to be like, Oh, well, why didn't you do like, when I read the question, why didn't you do what you said you were going to do? Cause I used to take it as like, Oh God. Cause so the- now I have to punish myself. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just asking like, well, like to think like, like, why do you think that happened? Cause at first I used to blaze over it. And it was like, then I realized, you know what, maybe it's because I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do too much. I'm not lazy. Like I, like I thought I was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it really no. gives you a different perspective 
you know, because before I used to think as, oh, because I'm a loser, I'm lazy. I'm not working fast enough, you know, and it's like, there's no, the way I am is the way I am. And, and, and doing this every day really helps me to connect me to who I am and who I want to be and who I'm working on being. Love it. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful. So a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to, uh, to wrap up our interview conversation today. And I want to thank you again, Chantel, for, for coming and spending time with us. And you've just blessed the listeners and blessed me with uh, your sharing. You have so many great tips in there. And so hopefully some of you actually had the time to sit and maybe have a pen handy to make some notes. So thank you everyone for being here today to listening to living your juiciest life ever. And I want you to remember one very important thing. You are a miracle. Have an amazing day and we'll see you next time.